Welcome to episode 209 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Rain, Body Fuel and Whoop are two of the show partners. One cranks your heart rate up and keeps you awake. And the other tells you that you might be dying and maybe you need more sleep. Uh, Whoop are offering a discount at join.whoop.com forward slash cpw. And if you're already a member, you can click the little group icon at the bottom of the app and join our community using com-cpw365, as in all day of the year, of every day of every year, of all the time coffee pods and what's uh rad are also a uh, partner of the show and probably the coolest thing about it uh their shoes are fantastic i've worn mine to death already and i don't plan on wearing anything else anytime soon uh the hybrid academy are bound for the unit clear galway this weekend if you're heading to the competition just roar pod 10 at rob and john and see if they accept it as a discount in person or you can go to the hybridacademy.store to just actually use it uh finally burboxcoachdevelopment.com are offering you the chance to improve your coaching and to do it cheaper using pods as a discount code while booking in-person and online courses i've done the course and i loved it and i'm not even close to being a coach so imagine what someone with half a brain like you could do with it uh today's guest is michael smith mickey made it to the games in 2019 and put in a huge performance there since then he's battled his way through injury and found himself training alongside emma mcquade and gearing up for lowlands uh, in a couple of weeks time we also chat about how he got a start in crossfit uh, running a gym with emma Murta, uh, training with emma and the impact that different coaches have had on him in his career enjoy listen share and tag thanks for doing this first of all um it's uh, it's great to have you on um it's funny i was kind of holding this one off because i had this thing in my head this you'll know all about this shortly but this is before i had kids where i was like mm. i get up to i get up to them someday and record in person i'll save that one because we're on the same island so that's fine yeah I get up there and then as things have progressed and like i mean i can't go to the gym anymore so it's like right i mean if i can't <laughs> go to my own gym i can't really go to someone else's just to record something um so no it's it's great that uh we're getting a chance to chat yeah um, i see you have your own setup there in the background now is that right yeah that's that's largely uh what i do although i got up this morning at so i try to get up at six so that i can train before i go to work like before my daughter wakes up and everyone else yeah. wakes up and um i came down this morning and i was doing i'm following you know brandon swan ah, um, yeah. i'm following his dad hours um kind of dipping <laughs> in and out of it and i went the, today was like 27 21 59 of like calories and push-ups and then the same again of calories and swings and the same again of calories and box jumps and i was like right okay i woke up and i sat up in the bed and i just pulled on my socks and i looked at the baby monitor and like my daughter was like sitting up awake and i was like fuck because <laughs> now and now i'm gonna be tired when on the show for it like if i'm tired and i've trained i can accept it but like yeah. it's hard to train with her so i was like oh look i'll bring her down and see because like she's kind yeah. of okay at staying the far side of the room once she hears the bike she kind of walks away a bit like a bit afraid so what age is she two like two oh, and a half. yeah yeah so you can't keep her contained no. she has no. to be roaming about <laughs> um so i did the calories and i did the push-ups and push-ups are a lot harder when every time you do a push-up you hear why why are you doing data and it's like i'm doing a push-up and then like why are you do i'm still doing push-ups and like 27 times and then 21 times <laughs> um but i finished them and then she was like standing on a barbell so she's in her bare feet like and she was standing on a barbell that was on the ground and like rolling it back and forth as she was standing on it holding on to the bench and she was she kept going like whoa as she was doing it and i was like she's gonna oh, break yeah. all of her toes like that's all that's gonna happen <laughs> So I was like, stop doing that. And she was like, no. And I was like, stop doing it or I'm going to have to stop. And then as she was saying no to that, I was like, what the fuck is she going to do when I was swinging a kettlebell? Like, I can't, I can't look in front and behind. So it's either going to clock her when she walks in front of me or it could clock her when I swing it back between my legs. So I just had to abandon it. Um, and I did it there this evening instead. But yeah, it's <laughs> great. It is great having a setup at home, but like you need. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say the you time to use it, that. I think that's it that's the joys isn't it yeah that'll be me now in a few months it's all ahead of you it's all ahead of you um how's prep for that going um have you like done the classic like painting a nursery and all that kind of stuff oh yeah oh um my woman keeps me on my toes so we've got the whole nursery room sorted ready to go and the pram and all the pram and all's in the house so that's i great. tell you we're ready to rock <laughs> um and when is it due july yeah first of july so 
yeah, it's that sort of in between period. So, um, obviously, I'm lucky that I get to do the semi finals, and then obviously the the games will be in August. So, fingers crossed, if I get a spot, we'll still be able to go. You know, maybe take the wee one with us. But uh, passports, yeah. getting passports can be a bit of a bother. Um, you know, in a short yeah. time frame. So we'll see. If it's, we'll, if we'll, it's we'll, small though, you could just like put it inside your coat and say nothing. Figure <laughs> <laughs> something out, yeah. Yeah, like it definitely wouldn't put you overweight on the 12 kilo bag or whatever if you just like <laughs> tucked it inside. Um, and do you know what you're having or anything? Uh, no, no, we're gonna keep it a surprise. So, okay, be nice. Was that a hard decision to make or an easy one? Ah, yeah, it's tough, it's tough. We're still guessing, like, yeah, uh, every other week it's like, oh, I think it's a boy, and all these different things you see online, and oh, I yeah, think yeah. it's a girl now. So, ah, look, it keeps, keeps the crack going, you know. And have you like a list of names or anything done up? We do, yeah. We're still fighting over names for now, so <laughs> yeah, you're still we'll pushing hard for. Right to the you're end. still pushing hard for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You if it's a girl, name. and then <laughs> <laughs> and um, are you excited about it? Like, obviously, it's it's easy to say, like, oh yeah, it's great, it's exciting, but like, it's obviously going to change a lot of stuff. Like, are you are you kind of putting? Um, because I know you're mad busy with say you've got two locations now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we've got the yeah the two gyms and obviously training's at a complete peak at the minute. So, mm. um, yeah, no, but I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm kind of obviously I'll have to push on for the games if if I make it. So, um, I'll still be training sort of as is. But I think after that period of you know August time, you'll get a good big uh, time off, and then I'll just see where I am after that. You know. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. And have you both got family knocking around the area? Like, yeah, yeah, we've got family close enough. Uh, family in Barnbridge and family in Newry. So, um, plenty of help. Oh, they'll be they'll be mad and say that doorbell won't stop once the, the baby comes. And, but it, like, it must give confidence as well to see people like, say, Brent having a kid, and he's in you know a similar position, or like you know, yeah. Delner recently, like whatever last year, the year before, and like. Scott Panchek has the time to have a child retire and still make it to a semi-final. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, it can be done. Um, can, I'm sure. Uh, well, I don't know yet because I haven't experienced it. So all them fellas, like even Travis Mayer has like maybe four or five kids yeah. running about there and still doing his thing. So, but uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to fit it in. I can barely fit anything else into the schedule at the minute as it is. So something's yeah. going to have to give. It'll probably most likely be training. I know that much. Yeah, it's funny though because I remember like when we had Sloan for a long time, we were like, "What the fuck do we do with all our spare time?" Like before we had, like we couldn't remember anything that we did. And then when we had the second one, we were like, "What the? Fu- how did we think we were busy the last time? Like, we just won. Like how? Like what? What are we doing now?" Um, but it is. It's like I think it's like money. Like you know when you have a certain income, and then you're yeah. like, if you get an increase, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to have loads of money in it now. But like your money just stretches to whatever you need. And yeah. then you'll end up buying more stuff. And same with time. Your time stretches to whatever you need. So you'll find the time. It's just a case of like rejigging things, I think, and kind of juggling. Like it's it's probably more stressful because you have more plates in the air. But like, <laughs> I mean, training is like a large part of your career, I suppose, because it's good for the gym if you're doing well, obviously, and it's good yeah. for, you know, yourself if you're doing well, as in more opportunities will arise if you're doing well. So I'm sure it's something yeah. that you'll be able to find time for. Um, when when you put up a story there the other day of like, maybe it was last week, of one of the first competitions that you did and then uh, yeah. the other picture was a picture of you with the games. What, when was that competition? When did you When did you start CrossFit? That competition that well, I started back in November 2014, November, December, um, in Reebok, and by literally January, February time, um, there was already a couple of things coming up in the calendar. I seen a couple of the competitive competitors doing comps. I was like, when can I do one? And by this stage, Andy Gosden wouldn't even let me into the, the, the competitive athletes circle of training, you know, so I had to, I had to earn, my, earn my stripes. For a couple of months, obviously, um, in the classes and whatnot, but obviously being super keen to get going. Um, I think by it was 2015, early early 2015, anyway, maybe March. There was a Bangor Aurora swimming pool. They uh, the the guy who owns um 
Oh, no. Hang on to this thing. Castrum, uh, Stevie, he sorted out a competition because he's involved with a lot of the swimmers. So that comp was actually in a basketball court of the of the Bangor or swimming pool. God, it's the height of glamour, isn't it? We, it like, is. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to compare to Madison, but I suppose <laughs> they're. <laughs> um, well, and had you well, had you played other sports like before that? Uh, mostly just Gaelic football. So probably okay. up until I was about twenty three. It was really as I was starting CrossFit, I was kind of already deciding right. I'm not going to be doing football anymore. And had you were you kind of falling out in love with football anyway, or did CrossFit kind of pull the plug on it? Uh, I was sort of uh, yeah. It's the commitment thing of you know being at university, driving home for training two nights a week, and then your Sunday is being taken up by football. And to be honest, I wasn't that great at Gaelic anyway, so I wasn't a big miss. I don't think you know for the yeah. squad. So you do a uh, fair bit of damage now. I'd say if someone threw you in centre field. <laughs> I'd be turning like a bow in seven four seven. Um. Okay, and then have like so if you were training and you kind of had your eye on competitions and stuff, is it like was that uh was did you always have like a competitive drive or did you see something in yourself when you started doing crossfit where you were like, oh, hang on, I actually could be pretty good at this? Yeah, like I, I did pick up on it re- really quickly, even whenever we first started. I think like I didn't have everything. Uh, straight away but you know jumping up to the rings for the first time like first or second go got a ring muscle up and I was like oh is it and you know you could see the coaches laughing as if like yeah um, you know he's one of these guys type of thing uh, had loads of great coaches though back then whenever I was in Reebok you had you had obviously Andy who ran the place and Helsey and then you had Rebecca Thompson and Damien Reagan John McGeechy Oh, like the list of coaches goes on and all them guys all have their own CrossFit gyms yeah, now. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. But, you know, you always had somebody to teach you something new nearly every single time you went in. So everything picked up real quickly. And then, um, yeah, I think there was a comp down there, the Titanic Games. PD was competing at it. And a couple of big fellas, Owen McGregor and whatnot. And like even, I think that was the first time I was like, right, I'm, I'm completely hooked here and like is is it a case like say back then was it a case of just you were going to the gym like obviously you had more time then because you didn't have your own gym and you didn't have like you know a wife and you didn't have like I suppose a child on the way and competitions and stuff like that um but like was it a case of just spending more time in the gym like were you just endlessly there and then like you know morning and then going back and spending maybe two or three hours instead of just one and that kind of stuff um yeah, like I kind of was, it was back then I was at university studying to be a, an engineer and it was literally a case of, you know, it started off, you go in, over in the evening and just do your basic class and then you would hang about for an extra hour and you'd want to do different things and learn different things and there wasn't any real structure to it and then, you know, after about five or six months, all the guys were doing back then, it was like the competition programs involved like uh barbell wad you know um who was that did that back then it was gymnastics wad and barbell wad was kind of your accessory stuff um and we did that and then it became a thing where i was like right i'm gonna start coming in the mornings at 6 a.m doing my own bit going to uni all day and then going back over in the evenings so it was Mm. nearly getting into the habit of doing double days two once or twice a week but the problem with me back then was you were getting to Thursday and then you were going to the baths for 10 pints and you weren't training Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know? Yeah. Um, and did you, did you finish engineering? I finished it and was working as an engineer for two years. Okay. And what then, kind of engineer? Uh, civil engineer. Okay. So mostly working on bridges and stuff. And the, the hardest period was really... This was go that I was engineering from what 2015 and 16, and then a guy from Uri, a, a fella I actually played Gaelic football with, um, Emmett Murder. Like we we were childhood friends, and we we grew up together for years. And then I went to uni, and he worked home at Uri, and he was a really good uh, strength and conditioning coach and PT, and he ran boot, boot camps out of like other people's facilities. And one time I was home in Uri, and he was like here i see you're doing all that crossfit stuff i'd 
you know, would you mind like teaching me a bit of it and doing a bit of it with me? And we started doing wee bits at the weekends together. And then he was like, here, I'd love to run like a boot camp up here in Uri doing CrossFit stuff. And obviously you could never call a CrossFit back then. It was completely taboo. It had to be a CrossFit gym, but he wanted to run like a functional fitness style training regime up in Uri. And that was grand. So I was at this stage, I was working in an office nine to five. Um, still doing my own training in the mornings and then he says let's run one boot camp in the evening in this gym in Uri and he had a boot camp Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and I did a boot camp Monday, Wednesday, Friday and it started off with like 12, 15 people in the boot camp and that was great and then the following month we ran it again and it doubled straight away we had 30 people in each boot camp so all of a sudden we had 60 people so uh, that was great boot camp was going well um and then the next thing the the guy who owned the gym at the time was like oh you spies are doing well i want more rent and the rent was going up and up and up and he goes frig this i want to open up my own spot he goes would you go in 50 50 with me on it and i was at this stage i had a full nine to five job steady wage it was doing my crossfit in the evenings and then i was like oh fuck, i don't know if i can like that's it's just such a big risk and he says even like we'll open it and you can maybe take one or two mornings and then the evenings and we'll see how it goes so we both put our money into it took out a couple two wee small loans put them together and we started our first est 28 so my routine was class at 6 a.m bomb it down the road to belfast i used to sneak out during my lunch break so i had like an hour lunch break and i used to race down to andy do like the the lunchtime class in Reebok, come back to work, finish work, drive back to Newry, and then take a couple of classes and then do training. So how long how long did that come on for? That must have lasted a good six to nine months and Fuck, yeah, fair play. that is unsustainable like completely, completely. Yeah. It was complete burnout. But at this stage, like we were still doing pretty well. I think at this stage, I done the Irish Fitness Championships and I think I possibly podium. So this is about two thousand seventeen. Yeah. But but after them six months, I I decided then to ask my manager for a career break. I didn't want to commit to completely leaving my job because you never knew if the gym was yeah. ever going to work or not for sure. It was doing really well though, obviously. But you know, you still had that full time wage you were going to lose, so you had to make it up by pt and then instead so i obviously did my qualifications so i could pt you know i had um my strength and condition courses and whatnot so took a few pts but then you could really see then whenever that gap opened up in the middle of the day where you could get training in Hmm. is where i started getting better and i think it was 2000 the gym was going well and in 2018 um i was just on the bubble then of regionals i think i missed out by one spot um in 2018 so obviously i went over and watched regionals that year in berlin and um, pd army sam stewart jimmy heaton all them guys were competing and that was sort of then the driving point to be like right next year i'm gonna i'm gonna be there yeah well you surpass it, <laughs> that's well, that's it. it is. um so you you uh, uh are you, you and emmett have so you moved is that the one that you just moved out of then is that first facility the one that you just moved out of during COVID? yeah whenever COVID kicked in we moved from our first facility that we were in maybe two and a half years to uh a bigger facility yeah and was that planned or was did was COVID the time did it give you the time you needed to do it do you think yeah it was kind of uh, a bit of both we were him and ham because we were on a second floor level and obviously with CrossFit, you're dropping barbells every day of the week. And down below us was this wee chapel uh, and like a workshop for a joiner and constantly getting complaints, you know, just with us hallions up above them, you know. <laughs> so this wee chapel would come in on a Saturday and, uh, and they would be, have a mass. But like we would stop for the, for the obviously the, the mass that was on, but they would come in and say there's dust from the roof above all over their, their you know, wee benches. So we we were just we had to we had to move. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, so you moved then. Like, I assume you were confident and like financially stable. Were you moving there? Because obviously, it's a like it's a tricky time. Because especially, I suppose, 
you didn't know how long it was going to last for you. You didn't know, like, everyone kind of went in where they were like, what was it, like two weeks, two weeks to flatten the curve? And then it was like yeah. two years. Um, but like, <laughs> were there periods then during that where, because I know it was kind of not looser, but the, the lockdowns didn't didn't last as long in, say, the north than they did down here. Um, yeah. But like, were there periods of like, oh, fuck, like maybe we should have waited or were you always confident that would come good? Oh yeah, look, I'll not lie. It definitely was, it, it it definitely was a bit of a shit show at the start for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, we moved and lockdown happened, and we also moved into a unit. Uh, at the time, we didn't even know we moved into a unit that didn't have wasn't passed for planning yet. Okay. So we had that as well. So we struggled and we've, we we fought there for two years to get our planning for our unit. And luckily, it's actually taken up to now until we've actually got ourselves sorted with that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we didn't just have COVID. We had the sort of council saying, well, we're going to shut these down because these are in, in a unit that you shouldn't be in. And we were sort of caught in the middle. We didn't have anywhere else to go at this stage. So there was plenty of stresses back then between COVID and that, you know. And do you do you clear that out with just training? Like, is that just is that how you get rid of that kind of? You just forget yeah. about it for an hour when you're going doing something like. Yeah, that's literally, yeah, it's a, it's the best thing for it, absolutely. Um, and then when so, um, I've kind of been an aberration of the. It seemed like there was a couple of months where equipment was being delivered and stuff when when the. I remember seeing videos of like, you know, oh, we've got the floor done and we've got whatever. And then I was just like, how many fucking machines are they going to get? Like, it just seemed like there was more and more stuff coming all the time. So it's obviously like, it seems to have grown exponentially from, like you say, the first boot camp of 15 and then the second one of, you know, 30 and then 60. And then you have this yeah. facility <laughs> like ridiculously above a chapel and then like whoever a vicar or whatever knocking on the door but then you have this mass like it looks like it's a huge facility um and then just the rig out is incredible like it's I, i'm i'm sure you're proud of it but you should be like chuffed with how yeah. it's gone because it's like it's it's remarkable to watch that kind of growth like and it's always something that, like i love to see anyway um yeah when you're when you're working with emmet then is there like usually in partnerships there's two um say distinct roles like do you think you have have you each got a separate like is one of you the sensible one one of the is one of them which is one of you got your head in the clouds the other one feet in the ground or are you both kind of uh, i don't know work? i don't know which one's which I, i'm as confused as you are to be honest <laughs> there but we're both like we're both quite similar you know there's something that's very there's times where Emmett's a lot very laid back and I'm the, the uptight one and then there's times where I'm quite laid back and you know uh he, he can be the strict one but to be honest we we've always worked so well together. I'm very, very fortunate to have a very good business partner because I know, you know, it doesn't always work out. But and and we do have differences. Obviously we have difference differences all the time, but we're always able to sort it out. Like it that's that's the good thing about having a fella that you know you've been mates with your whole life as well i think and we're both very passionate about what we do like we're proud we're proud of the facility we have you know we're passionate about our job and actually what we do and what we deliver for people and obviously we're 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 proud of the coaches we have as well and we, we do hold hold them to such a high standard which is i think it's just something that's helped us be as successful as what we are you know we care about the members uh, and we care about the facility being the best for the members Mm -hmm. um and then like obviously you've had your your growth in the sport and you've you know improved year on year but he's improved a serious amount as well where like he was kind of he yeah. like narrowly missed out on was it quarterfinals last year because he messed up some like a score input or something he messed it up during quarterfinals or something last year was that it? yeah yeah look yeah. Emmett is Emmett's a serious athlete um He's so explosive and fast twitch. He'll do all those thruster burpee wads and you know short quick wads so well and so quick. And he's he's unbelievably strong for his height and build as well. Like he's he's only seventy five kilos, maybe seventy six kilos, and he can 
he can still clean 140, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the main thing that sort of maybe held him back is uh, he, lo- he loves a good time to himself too much, you know. I'm a wee bit more regiment than he is whenever it comes to training. Like, if he's not, if he doesn't want to go dark, he'll not go dark, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you mentioned a couple of competitions there, and I kind of want to touch on some of those. So, um, you've done the Irish Fitness Championships a couple of times and Filthy, and you did Strength and Depth um, on a team um like 2020 wasn't it and then yeah you did waterpalooza on a team as well uh in 2020 and again the team of three said this year with um what do you call him sam and um pd yeah um it does one of those like are they all do you take all of those as totally separate entities or like are you able to compare those like say being on a team of four being on a team of three being on your own like are you able to compare those as experiences or are they all kind of just too unique to do that yeah, like um, obviously there there was a bit of a run with the individual stuff within Ireland, and you know I even got to do like comp- turf games competitions in Australia and uh, over in London and whatnot. Even as an individual, I, I like both aspects of it. You know, um, the, the the team opportunities come up uh, the year of the sanctionals, um, just to just to go do that with the likes of Emma and army and then obviously with sam and pd yeah like i I, i'll jump on any opportunity i'll not keep myself strictly to just individual or or team obviously the main goal is individual to compete at the games um but no the all the experiences were great that i've had like uh Hmm. waterpalooza was amazing the first first year around with with the wet crew you know just seeing that sort of setup for the first time um, and then doing it again then as teams of three with the boys uh, yeah. but they all they are they're all so different it's hard to compare them you know yeah um you've had a few different coaches as well so you're with, you're with um red pill now and i had so i spoke to emma um and we were kind of talking about that you two are uh, like training partners now and that you're following you know like obviously things will change a little bit now because you're at you know uh she's kind of still her main peak she's assuming she's qualifying uh, whereas i suppose you're hoping to qualify i suppose that's the difference between both yeah. of your seasons um so training yeah. would vary a little bit i suppose coming up to semi-finals but like y- y- before you were with red pill you were with uh deca and were you it were you at neil before that yeah I so right I, yeah. I would have worked with neil from pretty much 2016 up until after the game so i i would have been with neil um almost over three years so he yeah. i worked with him at, at the games and then up until remember the year that uh they moved the open to november mm. so yeah um and then uh shortly after that november of the open you know i just felt like then i needed a change um and that's whenever i went to michelle there with daca camp i had an opportunity after the Waterpalooza with Al Chama, oh, yeah, Josh yeah. Al Chama. So um, he he was with Daka just at that time, and uh, then I got chatting to Michelle and came on board with her. And um, yeah, like all my coaches have been great. Like, Neil. is it hard? Like, if you if you've been with Neil, say like you're kind of training yourself and learning off coaches at Reebok and stuff when you started first but then I suppose he's your first like one-to-one like proper I suppose full-time coach you could say so is it hard obviously you say you're ready for a change but is that a hard decision to make because it's like there's an element of the unknown there where it's like okay I've I've progressed a lot with this guy and I've you know I'm (laughs) like I've I've kind of peaked so far and it's been with him so is it hard to be like to, to to do that like to pull the plug on that yeah no absolutely um oh yeah like any any time you you know you're going to put your time and effort in with a coach and they're going to put their time and effort in on you um yeah like I, I, like i've been in this sport you know six years now um so yeah whenever whenever you're making those changes um it's definitely hard uh, neil was an amazing coach um obviously taught me most of what i what i knew got me to the games was a great a great coach um in a one-to-one aspect whenever i came to you know pushing yourself to your limits to be able to do well and all them open workouts that, you know in 2019 that was going to get you your national champion you know neil like 
if I did them workouts on my own, I wouldn't have done it as well as what mm. I would have, would have done doing them with Neil. Um, got super strong and all the rest, and obviously had a great performance at the games. So, Leah, I owe, I owe a hell of a lot to Neil Laverty as a coach. Um, and then kind of, I probably took the foot off the pedal myself after the games and, you know, got a bit laxy-daisy with my training and whatnot. And whenever the Open was moved to November that year, I think, you know, all the a lot of the big guys were raring to go. PD was, you know, psyched to get shown what he can do and come back from, he was coming back from injury at the time. Sam Stewart obviously wanted to come back and prove himself that year. And I had a really bad experience in the Open that year. I just had, had nothing to give. Felt like I just felt unfit. And um, shortly after that, it wasn't anything to do with Neil at all. I just sort of felt like, you know, we'll maybe step away and look for... At this stage, I actually decided I'll step away and have no coach. So I was going to just train and do my own thing for a while. Okay. And obviously that was probably the toughest uh, toughest thing to do as an athlete with your coach at that time. So I stepped away, took a few months to myself and then decided, okay, right, I'm going to need a coach again if I'm going to want to compete at the top level. So I got on to Michelle at this stage. I think it was just after Wadapalooza. So it was nearly during lockdown, you would say, or just before lockdown. And got a really good training experience with Michelle. It's just because whenever you're doing a new style of training, a new style mm. of programming, you, you pick up new things, you know, you, you're going to see changes in, you know, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. I, I got very strong through my legs with Michelle. I did a lot of accessory and bodybuilding volume with Michelle that actually helped my gymnastics even more. Um, And then I could see just, you know, I, I was getting back to myself to being what I, I thought at the time was the best of myself but then and nothing obviously it wasn't Michelle's fault but obviously I ha had a shoulder issue then um, and just before the open I was getting unbearable pain in my shoulder and I went and got it scanned and it ended up being a cyst in the shoulder so at that stage it was a bit of a bummer because I, I just finished stage one of the open at this stage and I think I did the quarterfinals just for the crack even though I knew I was going for shoulder surgery straight after in April. This is just a year ago. And I was fit enough back then, even with the shoulder, to qualify for the semi-finals. So it was like, obviously, I've been doing something right. Michelle's mm -hmm. been doing something right. And uh, everything was going going well after the shoulder surgery. So once we got the shoulder surgery done, Michelle helped me through my rehab, had you know, three really tough months of just bike erg intervals, squats, all the rest, and building up my lower body while we're letting the shoulder heal and get the rehab in. So we worked our way through that. And once I got back training again, me and Emma started doing a lot of training together again. And at this stage, everything was fine with my training. I was absolutely happy with it. But Emma sort of offered me, do you want to maybe put the head down and train with me for this next season and we'll train together so that opportunity came up with emma to work with uh james jousey uh her coach at the time with red pill and it was obviously another hard tough decision because i was working with michelle was just coming back from shoulder surgery and i was sort of in the place where i was like right where am i going to go this season am i going to be fit to come back from shoulder surgery and actually get back to being as good enough to to make semi-finals within the year but I made the choice to go with Jousey and that ended up being probably one of the best decisions I've made to date because over the past, I've been working with Jousey for almost nine months now, eight, nine months, and I've, I'm probably now fitter than I've ever been, even after shoulder surgery. The, the sheer volume of training me and Emma are doing together, you know, just a completely different way of training and movement work weekly with all the extra stuff Jousey gives you to move better. I feel like I'm I'm probably fitter now than I've ever been. So I'm I'm really lucky that I've made all these choices, even though they've been such hard decisions to make down through the years. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because yeah, they seem like on like on paper they seem like three very different 
styles yeah. of coaches you know like so i suppose all that like it's a cumulative effect where like you're it's not as if you're going to forget the things you learned when you're at neil or you forget the things you learned when you're you know you know what worked well from each and what you can take from each i suppose and that will influence your own training as well as how you coach i suppose um when so you mentioned the shoulder injury is that what happened at filthy um was that your shoulder at filthy um it, it just sort of happened just before so as, as soon as i finished up that november open the we were training for filthy there was legless rope climbs in my training sessions and i just felt something like nearly go in the back of my shoulder yeah um doing legless rope climbs at that time and i felt like velcro nearly and um sort of was okay for you know there to took it easy and then i went to do some hang power snatches and then i got a big shooting pain down through the bicep so i was like whoa and went to the physio and at that stage <clears throat> there wasn't anything showing up it just showed that you had a labrum tear at the back of your shoulder but it was years old and at that time the physio was like you know we can strengthen the shoulder and work around that and that was fine so the labrum tear we just kept the shoulder strong and i had to do filthy 150 at the time with like a close grip on the bar muscle apps and just yeah, that's what there. i wanted to talk to you about that was one of the most <laughs> incredible things i've ever seen <laughs> it was like you say close grip but like that was ridiculous. Had you, had you like, I assume you practiced that before. Cause like, it's a, <laughs> it's a totally like, okay. It's not a totally different movement, but like, it's quite fucking different from a normal, like it's a, it's a hugely increased range of motion. Isn't it? When like there's surely the narrower your hands go, the more. Yeah. Like, it was a bit, it was, it was a bit silly. Like I, I, I was, I shouldn't have even really have done filthy, but I didn't want to I was going to ask like, it. did you, were you told like, you'll be fine to do it or did you like unknowingly do it and then it just turned out that it was okay i just sort of went and got i literally was getting the scan um before heading down to filthy so i got the scan but i was like i'm not going to get the results until like tomorrow or the day after so i'm gonna i'm gonna go do filthy anyway so i bombed down the road and uh i was like right i was getting through each workout based on what way what, what i could do and most things were fine but then uh, the bar muscle up was still that one thing that was bothering me because every time I tried to pull over the bar, it was pulling on my shoulder. So I was jumping up, trying a few different things. And I was like, if I go really narrow here, my grip, I can get around that bar with no pain. So that's what I just done. Yeah, it was like, I remember we were we were there and we were watching it and I was just like, the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, I was like, is he? I was Because I remember like, um, do you remember Alex Smith did handstand push-ups at the games and he did them, he like hinged instead of like bending his legs down, he like yes. hinged his legs forward. And the <laughs> commentators were like, well, if Alex Smith is doing it, it must be, it must make sense. Like, it's obviously a good way of doing it. I remember looking at you doing that and being like, has he cracked it? Like, has he figured out a different way? To, I was like, surely he's making it harder. And then afterwards, when you were injured, I was like, oh, okay, right. It was just to get by. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, that was that was incredible, um, incredible to watch that. And like, to know that you're injured doing that, obviously it's not great to be injured, but it must give you like a lick of confidence as well, being like, I didn't bomb and I was injured. And there was people who were fully fit that I did better than, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was the type of, type of thing, like, Obviously, there was a lot of big dogs there too. It was it was a tough, tough field, but uh, yeah, I could always do my bit, and it, there were good workouts and suited me. So that's why I really wanted to go down and do it. I was mm -hmm. like, if the workouts were a bit like ah, uh, that's not really me, I probably would have left it. But I was like, nah, I'll still go down and give it a go, see what happens. Um, you were national champion in two thousand nineteen, and you went to the games, and you made it through like heaps of cuts. Um at the games and i was curious like obviously that was a very different year for the games compared to the ones that have come before and the ones that have come since um yeah. is it like when you were there like was it what you hoped it would be or had you expectations going in like did you feel like did it exceed your expectations did you feel let down with it did you enjoy it did you did it go by in a blur how was it uh i i enjoyed every bit of it like i definitely I didn't have any expectations for myself going into it so you know i just wanted to really go there and, and take up the whole experience because one i never knew if i would ever be back again mm. still don't know if i'll ever be back again so the idea was just go and have fun with it and just take each wad as the best you can don't be too serious like just having the crack in between events and just looking around and taking it all in that was my main 
focus going over. Um, so, like, yeah, I had a great experience, and obviously, you know, doing well in the workouts made it even better. You know, getting through each cut, and then you could see the sort of as the cuts at the at the very first round, you're like, oh shit. If I go out in this first round, like that's it all over, you know. It's an expensive workout. Expensive workout, and like you just don't know where you stand. Like you know, you're a national champion of Ireland, and you know where you've been in previous years, and how you compare to a lot of the sort of you know guys in your own country and whatnot. But um, you just don't know how you would get on. So luckily, I think I came like maybe top thirty in the first workout, and that sort of give you a right okay. And that was a pure CrossFit workout. Like I had snatches you know, 400 meter run and legs row climb. So it was a typical crossfit workout. Um, and then the second board, I can't even remember which one it was now, but as the field got smaller, obviously it get it got tougher and tougher, but I had a good run of workouts. Um, the ruck run was a great experience because it didn't matter which heat you were in, you were all on the field together. You know, you were side by side with Matt Fraser during yeah. the run. That was pretty cool. You know, and, and after the games, like you mentioned, that you kind of um, were a bit maybe lackluster, like after it, or that you kind of, you know, that that was what instigated the change, I suppose, in coach that you just, I suppose, needed a change, needed maybe a bit of a kick up the arse or whatever after a, a period of time had passed. Is that like, did you, was it like um, overconfidence? Were you thinking like, oh, I'm fine, I've made it to the games, I'm fine, or were you thinking like, oh, I've done it now, like I can take my foot off the gas, or like, what, what was it? Like, was it anti-climax after the games, or what? What was the general feeling afterwards? Um, yeah, like it, it was sort of this the type of thing that I had done as best as I physically could of at the games, and placed twenty sixth. Was really happy with the result. Coach was really happy with the result, and then I, I got engaged on that same trip as well. So yeah. me and Jenny got engaged and came home. And then I think obviously after that, you know, y- y- you've got all these sort of engagement parties, and then you're celebrating with your friends. And if you come home, and yeah, definitely took the foot off the pedal, you know, overall training wise. But I was still getting stronger. So like whenever we were coming up to the open, I think it was the first time I snatched one thirty and. You know, it was like I said, the knee like this is, you know, this is great. You know, we're getting stronger and everything. But I think overall fitness wise, I took the foot off the pedal. Yeah. And yeah. intensity wise, I, you know, I was getting more. I was doing my gymnastics and doing my weightlifting, but not doing the same real dark, dark stuff you would have been doing before. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where then obviously the first workout of the open that year, twenty point one, just literally hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Is it hard then? Like, do you? um obviously the open was still like very important then um when you input your score and you see other people's scores like does that does that hit different when you've been to the games and you're like you know because it it must be hard not to think like what are other people going to think when they look and see this score yeah no like uh, over the years you, you sort of yeah back then definitely um, you would have, you know, been like, right, I need to be in the top five here or I'm in trouble. But like this year, if you look, for example, I finished like 20 something in Ireland in the yeah. stage one of the Open. And I think that's a great thing about working with Emma because like Emma has such a depth of knowledge from being at the top top of the, the game for so long, knowing when to peak, knowing when to, you know, it's okay to have downtime and, you know, what you're working towards where it was literally a case of we were doing training sessions that had nothing to do with the Open. And even though we went into the Open this year, and I did pretty shit in stage one, like it wasn't anything spectacular. You would never think it would be going to semifinals anyway. Um, and it's it was just having her there to be like, look, just keep the head. You know that you're, you're, you're not picking now. You're trying to pick for semifinals. You're trying to do well in quarterfinals. So just doing enough in stage one this year sort of give me the right okay that's okay to do now you don't need to beat every single fella in ireland and think you know that that's not not what it's about it's about what what happens whenever you get to the next stage so yeah we we put we obviously pushed hard then for quarters and we're only really picking now for semis to be honest like there's there's still more to come you know yeah it's funny like when i was talking to emma um i kind of put it to her that like it's I've spoken to her a few times um, and I was 
tried to be clear that I wasn't calling her a miserable fucker the other times I talked to her, but I was like, <laughs> she seems really happy now. Like talking to her now, she seems to be really enjoying her training and she's like just beaming about it. Whereas before it seemed kind of, I don't know, like it was her job, you know, like that it was like, I'm going to work, was going to training. Whereas now I think with you as her partner, she seems to be like knocking a bit more crack out of it. Um, And I was curious for you, like, obviously you mentioned that she's, you know, experienced like a hell of a lot in the sport and all different competitions and different levels and everything. And she's been around a while and had huge success. Um, And then when you were doing DECA, like you're doing that on your own. And when you're with Neil, you're doing that on your own. And like people can jump in and people can do the odd bit, but like, yeah, I mean, it must make a massive difference when it's like a consistent everyday person doing the same thing that you are at like the same day in the same place. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 100 percent and like emma emma's such a uh, as you know like i'm chasing her every single day of the week and uh that's that's the difference you know tr- the closer the closer i get to her the more i'm like okay if i'm within like 30 seconds of emma here i'm pretty i'm gonna be okay <laughs> yeah yeah and workouts so, um you were over in was it spain you were in recently or portugal yeah, we went over for a wee training weekend, or training week, sorry, in La Santa and Lanzarote, yeah. And um, was Janikowski there as well? No, no, there might have been somebody who looked like him, but... Uh, <laughs> no, because no, I know he was there. he was somewhere, and I I remember seeing he, he like, whatever, geotagged it on Instagram, and I was like, is that the same place that they're going to? I, I knew you weren't training together, but I just thought he was in the same place. Um, I actually remember <laughs> he was training with, uh, there was a girl training with him, and so first I saw him, he was like, you know, I, I don't know if the post is in English or not. I can't remember, but it was, mm-hmm. I got the impression it was like his wife or girlfriend or whatever that he was with. And then he put a story up at a gym and he was doing a workout and his wife or whoever the girl was, was doing a workout in the background. And I was like, Jesus, his missus is fairly fit. Like she's very strong. And then I like kicked on her profile, fittest in Finland the last like five <laughs> years or whatever as well. Like, so there wasn't many other on a podium somewhere. Um, <laughs> So when you were there, obviously, uh, I don't know when pictures are taken and stuff, but like, did you did you stay in the shade all the time when you were there? Like, did you ever venture out into the sun or were you just always? <laughs> I did my fur bit in the sun. Jesus, it's the first time I've probably seen the sun in so long, which was the problem. <laughs> yeah. um, um, is that like, you know, you say the training with Emma, you know, brings out a different thing. And obviously you were on, um, you're on a team with Sam, um for Wadapalooza that time the t- the wit team um yeah like are they are you gone past those kind of like I suppose like those kind of pinch me moments where like you know like is Sam more of a friend now so you don't really know like he's just training with Sam whereas maybe like coming up to Wadapalooza maybe the, you were feeling a bit of pressure being like fuck this is Sam Briggs and she's done like a shit tour in the sport and she's won the games and stuff now is it more like you're just kind of used to it now yeah, yeah, I would say like Sam, Sam Briggs would be like just like another mate, you know. Have, having Sam and Emma there, um, obviously the first time we ever met her and and everything, you're like, you know, oh, this is Sam Briggs, and you don't know what to say to her and whatnot, and you know, she's she's in your gym, you're making sure it's absolutely spotless. There's not a single <laughs> bit of chalk in the ground and all the rest, but yeah, like now it's just literally we we slag each other off most of the time. That's basically what it is and how was the training camp like was there was it just a change of scenery uh was that the purpose of it like to just go all in for a week and have no distractions was that the idea yeah pretty much like uh, it gives you a wee opportunity to do a couple of different things you're getting a lot more swimming in biking um outdoorsy stuff you're getting all your you know just a lot more recovery than when you get back home like obviously i'm still working full-time and well i'd say i'm working full-time but i'm working evenings um and i'm pta maybe one or two people uh so just to get away for a week and just focus on train eat sleep recover yeah. that was that was just nice to have for a week it nearly gives your body a wee bit of a boost yeah. um and then just trying to get back to normal routine now um the year then so semi-finals are coming up and the games beyond that like wh- what have you got a, an idea in your head like have you talked to your your coach about like if i do this the year will be a success and if i don't it won't or are you looking for you know like 
you know, obviously that open in whatever it was, 2019, the end of 2019 wasn't a big success, but you mentioned that you were stronger and, you know, like, do, are you looking for those kind of things as success markers or is it like, if I don't qualify from semifinals, it's not a success or like, how, how do you, how do you gauge it? It's it's just so hard to say. Like it's, um, you have to just look at that field of athletes in both them European regions are completely, they're completely stacked. You know, every athlete's as good as each other. Um, at least in the top the top 30 anyway you know so it's really just it's going to be you know you've got BKG there who's going to you know be on the podium um, you've Sam and and Adrian Munweiler the two of the top guys all games athletes Laser and Luka Dukuk and then after that I think it's just going to be if, I think on the day I, I'm usually a better ge- athlete on the day than I am in training and open and all these online scenarios so I'm just hoping I can do now that I'm fitter and fitter than I've ever been can I do in a live competition what it is back at the games 2019 so the goal is just to try and fight for one of those top five spots and get it done you know yeah. Um. so whether I get it or not I'll, I'll obviously be upset if I don't get it but I don't think it'll be the end of the world if I've, I've had a great year's training and I'm sure there's going to be more opportunities down the line. I just think this is the big pressure now from a last year, maybe individual, possibly. So uh, if I is don't that, make is that it family now, you're thinking of there? What's that? Is that because of family you're thinking of there? Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot. Like at the minute, like me and Emma are training nearly four or five hours a day. And it's just very hard to sustain that. Uh, for me personally, you know. It's very yeah. hard to sustain that year and year right? or you know, for a full year with still working, you know, trying trying to make a business work. You know, you can only delegate so many hours before you yeah. feel like no, you know, I need to be here more. I need to be seeing the members more, and then obviously my home life, my family life. So I need to be getting back to spend more hours at home as well. So yeah, it's it's a long day. Um. Well, look, we we'll finish up uh, with a quick fire. I'll let you get back to your family. Um. <laughs> so, uh, row or ski? Row. Uh, bench or squat? Squat. <laughs> uh, bar or rings? Rings. Uh, dumbbell or barbell? Barbell. Uh, coach or compete? Compete now, but. Very soon, coach. <laughs> uh, team or individual? Individual. Um, well, look, it's been great finally getting to talk to you, and hopefully, I will make it up there someday. Um, to to see what you're building up there because it looks incredible. Um, and congrats to yourself and Emmett on everything that you've built, and congrats on your career today. And I'm sure there's more to come. And congrats to yourself and your wife and the impending arrival as well that's very <laughs> exciting if you if you ever want any advice on parenting um absolutely just ask someone who has a fucking clue what they're doing and then tell me <laughs> what they say as well because um but look hopefully I'll, I'll get to chat to you in in uh holland as well that'd be great um and best of luck with everything I'm, I'm rooting for you i think uh i there's always like when you talk to when you interview someone from home there's always a thing of like god i really hope it goes well and they're nice and you didn't disappoint so i'm I'm relieved by that um i'm looking forward to seeing you again and best of luck with everything yeah absolutely thanks very much bud thanks for having me on